Hi, this is Lisa DeLay, and you are listening to the Spark My Muse podcast. This is Soul School, Lesson 114, Waiting for God to Act. Last week, I read a fantastic article by Brian Zond, and he gave me his permission to read it on Spark My Muse as a Soul School lesson. I'm very thankful to Brian for his generosity, and I will point you back to his work and his website as part of this Soul School. He is the founder and lead pastor of Word of Life Church, a Christian congregation located in the heartland of America in St. Joseph, Missouri. He founded that church with his wife, Perry, in 1981, and he is the author of several books, including Sinners in the Hands of a Loving God, Water to Wine, Farewell to Mars, Beauty Will Save the World, and Unconditional, The Call of Jesus to Radical Forgiveness. This time of Advent before Christmas mirrors a time within us as well. It mirrors the times that we struggle with sometimes, that we wait in the dark, we ask God for something, we wish for God to act, and it can be a time of spiritual darkness. Advent also teaches us that life begins in the dark and that we don't need to fear the dark. The Jewish day begins at sundown. In the creation story in Genesis, You'll notice that each day after God creates, it says the evening and the morning were the first day. And the Jewish day begins in the evening and then in the morning. And the people of God are invited to rest and sleep through the night as God watches over them and brings them into the new day where God is already at work. And sometimes we can, we can juxtapose light against darkness and darkness against light. But we don't have to think of light and darkness always at battle, but as working as one in wholeness, uh, because light and darkness coexist together in our lives and in our hearts, and darkness can represent obscurity. But there is no darkness to God. There is no place of unknowing to God. It is only of unknown to us. We can also see this picture depicted in how all plants begin, um, or most plants begin, underground, in the darkness, in the womb of the soil, so to speak. And human life begins in the darkness and comfort of the womb. And we can begin our journey, a spiritual journey, in the womb and the darkness of God's womb, the inner life, the interior world. So Advent and the Christian year also begins in the darkness. And I really enjoyed this article Brian's on, and I'm going to be reading it to you. I hope it brings you encouragement, something that you can hear and read all throughout the year, of course, but especially now in the Northern Hemisphere, if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, when it is a time of increasing darkness as we move towards the winter solstice, and uh, at times when you feel like you are waiting in the darkness in time of mystery and obscurity, maybe feeling a little hopeless or wondering what's going to happen around the next bend, it's always good to know that even though there's mystery and unknown, that we can trust in God, that there can be new life beginning in the darkness and germinating there. Brian writes in his article, brianzond.com. That's spelled B-R-I-N-Z-A-H. ND.com. His article is called Waiting for God to Act. And there's a beautiful picture 
painted here that he has put up of Rembrandt's Jeremiah lamenting the destruction of Jerusalem, painted by Rembrandt in 1630. That starts off the article, and then it goes like this. Advent is for waiting. As we tell the story of redemption through the church calendar, we begin our telling of the sacred story, not with doing, not with celebrating, but with waiting, waiting for God to act. Yet most of us, children of a high-tech, high-speed, instantaneous age, are not very good at waiting. It feels too much like doing nothing, and we are the driven ones who take pride in being busy. Waiting is really not our thing. Or worse yet, waiting feels too much like lamenting, which is closer to the truth. With the loss of a strong sense of the Christian calendar, we've conflated Advent and Christmas into a single holiday season. But the truth is that Advent is quite different from Christmas as it carries its strong theme of prophetic lament. The world has gone wrong. Justice lies fallen in the streets, and it seems God is nowhere to be found. That's what the lamentation of waiting arises in our soul. Quote, Oh Lord, how long? From Isaiah to Malachi, there is a consistent theme of waiting in lament for God to act. All of the Hebrew prophets, each in their own way, compose their prophetic poems around this reoccurring theme. The Lord is coming. God is about to act. But for now, we wait. And yet, the waiting is essential. For it's in the waiting that our soul grows quiet and contemplative and cultivates a capacity for awareness by which we can discern what God is doing when he does act. We have been seduced by an idolatry that deceives us into thinking that God is mostly found in the big and loud, when in fact God is almost never found in the big and loud. The ways of God are predominantly small and quiet. The ways of God are about as loud as seed falling on the ground or bread rising in the oven. The ways of God are almost never found in the shouts of the crowd. The ways of God are more often found in the trickling tears and whispered prayers. We want God to do a big thing while God is planning to do a small thing. We are impressed by the big and loud God is not. We are in a hurry. God is not. We want God to act fast, but God's speed is almost always slow. So we are waiting for God to act. But I would suggest that we are not so much waiting for God to act as we are waiting to become contemplative enough to discern what God is doing. God is always acting because God is always loving his creation. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are always inviting us into their house of love. But when we are consumed by anger, harried by anxiety, and driven by impatience, we are blind and deaf to what God is actually doing in the present moment. When God broke into history decisively through the Incarnation, who discerned it? Not the Pharisees who whose religious movement was loudly predicting that God was about to act, not the scribes and priests who were professional experts in prophetic scripture. Instead, it was pagan stargazers and peasant shepherds 
who discerned what God was doing. They were not the experts. They were not the reactionaries at the loud center of religious noise. They were quiet people on the silent edges of contemplative thought, gazing at stars and keeping watch by night, are profound metaphors for the contemplative life. To most people, it would appear that the Magi and the shepherds were doing nothing of significance in their long nighttime vigils, but they were the ones who were able to discern what God was doing. It was contemplative stargazers and shepherds, having learned how to wait in silence, who found their way to Bethlehem. They were the ones who discerned what God was doing in the seemingly ordinary event of a young woman giving birth in an out-of-the-way place. Waiting for God to act only seems like waiting for God to act. God is always acting because God is always loving the world and always giving birth to something. Waiting for God to act is actually waiting for your soul to become quiet enough and contemplative enough to discern what God is doing in the obscure and forgotten corners, far from the corridors of power or wherever you think the action is. We want God to act in the imperial capital of Rome, but first God acts in a stable on the edge of Bethlehem. We want God to act in Washington, D.C., but first God acts in the quiet corner of your own living room. So let me say this to you quite confidently. God is about to act. God is about to act in your life and in our world. But if you want to discern the actions of God, you must first wait in quiet contemplation. Before you become an activist, you must first become a contemplative. Otherwise, you'll just be a reactivist. And reactivists merely recycle anger and keep the world in an angry place. Jesus was a contemplative activist, but never a reactivist. So learn to gaze at the stars. Learn to keep vigil in the fields. Learn to sit with Jesus. Learn to be quiet. Learn to wait. Then, and only then, will you begin to discern what God is doing. May this Advent help prepare you to discern what God is about to do in your life and in our world. And that was Brian Zond from his website, brianzond.com. His article, written on December 11th, 2017, Waiting for God to Act. And I just really deeply embrace this sentiment. We are often waiting for God to act and see this time of waiting as obscurity and darkness in our lives, when in fact God is actually already acting because he is loving us and loving our world. And we don't understand the timetable. And we don't understand that first we must be quiet and contemplative to understand and discern what God is doing. We tend to be people of, of action and busyness and not tend to be people of waiting and listening. Uh, that is a real clarion call to us. I appreciate Brian's words. This might be the kind of 
Soul School lesson that you go back and listen to Brian's article and his words all over again. Maybe a few times. I know I will. I've read this article a few times and it's touched me deeply every single time I've read it. And I thank him for allowing me to read it aloud on this Soul School lesson. If you would like to get extras for this Soul School lesson that include links to Brian's work, his books, and his website, go to the Patreon episode, go to the Patreon page for this Soul School lesson 114, and you will find all the links to click there. Thank you so much for listening to Spark My Muse in this Advent season. I will be bringing some extras in this December that relate to these themes of waiting and darkness and hope and anticipation. And I pray that this is a blessed time for you in a rich and new way.